0: Hi, this is Mark Lee, pastor of Lux Digital Church. I want to thank you for joining us today and also invite you to join with us live at twitch.tv slash Church every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. EST. Thank you for joining us and please enjoy this message. Hey, church family. Pastor Mark here. So glad that you're here with us tonight. Thank you for being here. Um, I want to say a quick hello uh, to, to Nakami. Um, I also just want to, I know that Chino Major's reading through, just missed these last couple. I'm going to pray for these just really, really quick. Lord, we lift up Mika to you and a coworker. Um, on her last day, she's moving back to California. Uh, after a divorce, we pray that you'd be with that coworker. Give them safe travels. Lord, we lift up uh, Nakoma and, and pray for, he'd be they would be able to pa- uh, pass an exam that they have to uh, retake here in a couple. Of weeks we pray for safety and, and really that all of the information that needs to be recalled can be recalled at the moment that it's needed I lift up gray hood who's dealing with some drama with some friends and i know that can be overwhelming and difficult and uh, it's so hard when friendships change and shift and uh, sometimes we need to to move with those um, and sometimes we need to confront give him wisdom in what to do there lord we thank you we praise you god in your name we pray amen church family thank you my bad for missing these last couple of crew praying for y'all night Uh, along along with Mark hey Chena Mage thank you so much for being willing to be here and to pray and just guys quick heads up there's going to be a new face on at the very end of stream tonight because Justinian let's give a shout out to Justinian come on let's go Justinian is going to be here with us uh, starting a new shift at uh, work this week tomorrow actually praying for straight and clarity of mind Lord Jesus we lift up Hannah to you we just pray for clarity of mind as she changes to a new shift at work this week we love you Lord we thank you okay guys Let's jump in really quick and dive into what we're going to be talking about tonight. It's so good to see so much stuff going up in chat and if I'm ever looking down from the screen I apologize. First off, if you're here for the first time and you just jumped in, you got invited by somebody, feel free to say hello in the chat. I know it's a courageous next step but if you say hello in the chat and we see that you're there all that we want to do is welcome you in. If you click follow here on the stream, all that we're going to do is send you a direct message here on Twitch inviting you to come and join us on Discord later this week. That's all that we're going to do. You're going to get that tomorrow. We're not going to do anything weird. We're not going to hound you. We're not going to stalk you. We're just glad that you're here and we want you to know that we're glad that you're here and we love to know and we have new people with us. If you're joining us later on via VOD or over on Discord, not on Discord, VOD or podcast or over on YouTube, thank you for being part of our On Demand family. We value you. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being part of our church and thank you for being part of our community. Tonight, chat, we're going to be wrapping up a series on the book of James called Ancient Wisdom for Modern Minds. But before we wrap up that series, what we're going to do is we're just going to take a moment and we're going to talk about what's coming next. Because next week, we're starting a brand new collection of talks. They're only three weeks long. It's a really, really short one called Glow. And in this collection of talks, we're going to be primarily talking to two people, Jate from Jate Live and Aki from Aki and Peach. These are both mission partners of ours. These are people that we financially support. We support in prayer. We support in presence. We're consistently as part of their communities. We love their hearts, love their mission, and love what they're doing here on Twitch, reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we support them. We're inviting them to come in and talk a little bit about their ministry so that you actually have a chance to meet them and get to know them a little bit, which is really important for us here at Lux, that you actually get to know the people that your sacrificial giving is going to support and to be with. Uh, Lady, I frequently attend God Squad, but really felt the need um, to be close to the Lord as I cope with painful things in my life. Glad uh, that you wonderful people are here tonight. Hey, lady, good to see you. Welcome in, Aiden. Welcome into the church. Thank you for being here with us. Welcome, Aiden, to your Lux family. I'm sure it's the middle of the night where you are. Glad to have you here. Everybody, thank you. Let's give a couple of shout-outs and, uh, and hellos to Lady and Aiden. Thank you guys for being here. So glad to have you here with us tonight. Um, so tonight we're closing up this series. Next week we're launching GLOW. And in GLOW, we're not just going to be talking to them, but we're also going to be having a larger conversation about how each of our lives can be on mission, uh, living out our faith in every aspect of where we are, and I actually just finished writing the new message for next week, and I—I'll be honest with you, I'm fired up about it. I'm really fired up about it. I'm gonna be bringing it next week. So you want to be here next week? You don't want to miss next week because I'm gonna be bringing it next week. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. Tonight, though, we're wrapping up this series, and in our series, we always have sort of like a connecting phrase or verse or question, and this one is our ancient problems have. Our, our modern problems have ancient solutions. Our modern problems have ancient solutions. It's my firm belief that many of the overarching issues that we face in our world today on a large scale are actually reskinned problems from a long time ago that have been dealt by many people in many generations before. So what we're doing is we're looking at the book of James, which is this very practical, very pointed book. It's not very high and mighty. It isn't very lofty. Sometimes when we talk about how we should live, we like to talk theoretically. James doesn't allow us to do that James is a very practical, in-your-face, aggressive sort of a read that's sort of like telling you, no, know, this is how you need to live as a follower of Jesus. If you claim Christ as your Savior, this is how your life should look. And so we haven't really been able to escape that. We we haven't been able to sort of like, oh, talk about sort of like, you know, the theology or the theoretical concepts that are inside the book. It's just been very practical. Uh, control your tongue. It's been very practical. Encourage people. Don't tear them down. It's been very practical, push through the crappy stuff in your life because the crappy stuff in your life builds character and character produces perseverance and perseverance hope that's what Paul said but James uh, really digs into a little bit in his book and tonight we're going to be wrapping up that series by talking about something called the sin of inaction the sin of inaction which comes to us from James chapter 4 but before we get into that there was a quote that I wanted to bring up which I think is a powerful quote I think it'll be up on screen and it says this the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Now, this is attributed to a man named Burke. However, I did look it up on the internet and as it turns out, just like every other quote and every other statistic in our culture today, he may or may not have said it. We just go back and second guess everything. So supposedly, he didn't actually say this thing. But the point is not who said it, if it was him or if it was this or that. It it, it what What matters is this, is that this quote has been used throughout history to inspire people and give people courage to do the right thing. To simply... Do the right thing. And the idea of what is right and what is wrong has been under attack inside of our culture as of late. But generally speaking, we're able to agree that there are some things in our world that are wrong, and there are some things in our world that are right. For example, no matter our ideological differences, whether you believe in what I believe or not, generally speaking, we're able to agree that love, in its purest and uh, most untainted form, is a good thing, and. murder is a bad thing. At the very least, we're able to agree on that. Uh, but the quote puts out a pro- points out a problem that our world today faces, and it's this. As evil has grown and it has become more bold, more brazen, good has, instead of competing or standing up to it, has attempted to get more comfortable. As evil has grown and become more bold or more brazen in our world today, good has attempted to get more comfortable. Look at our world today. Think of the things that run rampant in the culture that we live in. Think of the things that we look at in our world today and we realize, man, there's stuff that's just out of control. And then think about the good things that we could do. Let's just face the reality. The good things that we could do often take a great deal of effort And often we're beat up or we're bruised or we're knocked down or we're exhausted or whatever have you. We're looking for a little bit of me time. We just need a little bit of a break. And honestly, coming out of the pandemic and then 2020, 2021, all of the stuff that has sort of come through over the last couple of years in our world, um, especially the pandemic, has sort of beaten us down. And we've gotten to the point where we just don't want to put in the effort to do the right thing. It's easier to take the shortcut. It's easier to do the wrong thing. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the evil thing. But the problem in our world is that when good people neglect to do good things, it gives evil the opportunity to rise. And evil at its heart is selfish. Evil at its heart is self-promoting. It's trying to get ahead. It wants to tear others down to build itself up. Evil at its heart wants to destroy lives in order to take life. And good at its heart wants to bolster life in every way. And so when we look at this, we realize man, good is actually really difficult to do, it's actually hard to make part of our lives. We actually see this passage from the book of James that touches on exactly this in a really powerful, but also very pointed and very directed way. It's in James chapter four. It starts in verse 13. Hey, Dreads TV, Lord, good night and God bless. Thank you for being here, Dreads. Appreciate you. Let's go ahead and take a look at it. It says this in James 4, 13 through 17. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this city or to that, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. He says, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes, and all such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do, and here's the burn, right, and doesn't do it, it is sin for them unlike uh, this is a really powerful passage and you can follow along with the scripture right there in the chat or you can click the bible gateway link that's in the chat right now and follow along with us if you'd like or pull it up on your own that was James chapter 4 verses 13 through 17 I believe uh, I read from the NLT Unlike the other messages in this collection, I am going to take a couple of minutes just to sort of break down some of the stuff that James talks about here. The other ones, we sort of have gotten the point, and then I've run with that. In this one, instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down each section of the passage. He says this in the beginning, now listen, USA, today or tomorrow, we'll go to this city or that and spend a year there, carry on business, and we will make money. You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. And and the point that James is making here is that our life is incredibly fleeting it's like a mist it's, it's like a shadow there's so many people and there's so many voices in our world that tell you to capture and take hold of life that it's all that you really have uh, j- just think about sort of like the daydream experiences of what life could be like if I hit it big or I made it huge right? I, I don't know what it is for you Like I'm sure at one point or another you've daydreamed about what you would do if money wasn't a factor at all like, would you buy a boat and travel around the world? Would you would you buy a trailer, buy buy an RV and explore things? Would you build like the most ultimate gaming center in your basement and just never leave? Would you quit your job? Would you serve somewhere, maybe at a charity or a food kitchen? Would you just throw parties? What would your life look like if you had unlimited funds? And we sort of dream like that and strive for those things. But James is here saying, he's like, don't don't talk about what you're going to do tomorrow. Don't talk about what you're going to do next week. Don't talk about what you're going to do next year. Your, your life is fleeting. Don't make selfish ambition your joy in life don't make your life about going and making more money don't make your life about going and getting that promotion don't allow these things to define your existence don't allow these things to define your life why? Because your life and my life are fleeting. It's like this wisp of smoke. And let me just tell you, those who do not have the hope of Jesus Christ in their life, those who do not have the hope of Jesus Christ and know that God has given us not just now, but once we place our faith in Jesus, church, family, can I get an amen? Jesus gives us eternity. Jesus gives us eternity with him. There's salvation and there's eternity with him. When we turn our eyes towards the future, we don't dream Red death, we meet it with open arms. Why? Because death means an end to suffering. Death means an end to the mortal shell. Death means an end to the sinful world. Death means being greeted face to face with Jesus Christ, being welcomed in through the pearly gates, through the walls that are made of gemstones, onto the streets of gold. It means being welcomed into the presence of God and being able to be there and be with them. Death is a blessing for those who know Jesus Christ. Paul says that to die is gain. To die is gain. To live is to Christ and to die is gain. There's a benefit for us. The world says go after all these things because your life is short so you better live it up. And what James is saying here is don't make arrogant boasts about tomorrow. Don't boast arrogantly about what you're going to do. Don't orient your life around making more money or making more about what this world You don't even know if you're going to get tomorrow. Your life is fleeting. Here's the reality. You You and I like the sense of security. We like to feel like we're in control, but security is a liar and a cheater. It isn't accurate, nor is it ever true. And most of us live probably if you're listening in in at least a relatively secured place in the world, maybe you don't. Perhaps you live in a place that seems pretty insecure tonight, but most of us know at least where we're going to sleep tonight. We know what we're going to eat tomorrow morning, and we have a pretty good idea about where the next paycheck is going to come from. But the reality is none of us know what tomorrow is going to bring. None of us know when our time is going to come. We might think our loved ones will be here with us next year, but we never know when they'll be taken from us. We might think we'll have a job next week, but no one plans to go bankrupt. We might think we're setting ourselves up for the future, but nobody knows when the stock market is going to crash. We do don't know when things are going to happen. If anything the pandemic has taught us, it should be that life is fleeting and uncertain. It's short. It's quick. Like a wisp of smoke. Like flowers that are there today and the next day are withered and gone. My friends, life is short. It's but a brief moment on the blip of eternity. I remember once whenever I was a student, I had a pastor who said he he took um, a a, a plastic Dixie cup full of sand and he pulled up a single grain of sand and he said, this single grain of sand represents your life a hundred years and every grain of sand that's in this cup and every grain of sand on every beach and in every desert represents another hundred years after you will die. And what you do with this singular grain of sand will determine where you spend every other grain of sand." sand. And even that can't capture even the smallest slice of eternity with Christ. What we do with this life is of so much importance. It is of so much importance. But it is a fleeting, temporary, momentary blip. Is there suffering in it? Sometimes there is. Is there pain in this life? Sometimes there is. But these are not reasons to brag arrogantly about tomorrow. James says, don't brag arrogantly about what's coming up. You don't know what's going to... Listen, guys, I'm kind of a control freak. Hey, Ben, good to see you. I'm kind of a control freak. I don't know if you are. I like to know what I'm going to do the next day. I like to have an agenda and I like to sort of cross things off the list. I don't know if you like me, have you ever written something on your list that you already did just so you could get the satisfaction of crossing it off the list? Here's the reality. If you ask to meet with me and I tell you yes, and I don't write it down, you will not meet with me because I will never remember. I'm kind of a slave to my to-do list in that way. But here's the thing. I like to check everything off. So let's say I don't, but let's say I had only 10 things written on my to-do list this week and I check off nine of them. What would make sense, Millie Mom, good to see you. What would make sense is that I would feel 90% successful. I would feel 90% accomplished, but I don't. I feel a hundred percent a failure. And 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 if I check all of the things off my list, I feel a hundred percent a success. Because for me, it's an all or nothing equation. Either I get the things done that I was supposed to get done or I don't. But what James is saying here is don't be such a slave to the things that you think you have to do that you cannot turn your attention to the things that God is doing around you. Because let me just be clear, the right thing to do will always be the thing that God desires you to do the right thing to do will always be the thing that God desires you to do. And James is saying here, he's like, don't get so caught up on planning for tomorrow that you miss out on what God intends for you to do tomorrow. There is things that God has in store for you, but if you're a slave to making money, to building yourself, to getting the promotion, to growing, to whatever it is, knocking out your goals, if you become a slave to your goals, You will check all 10 things off your list and you will feel like a success, but you will be spiritually a failure because you will have gotten your things done, but you will have missed out on the things that God had in store for you that day. James is saying, don't get so wrapped up in planning for tomorrow. He says, you are a mist that appears for a little while and then you vanish. Instead, he says, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live here. We will do this or that as it is. Don't boast in arrogant schemes. All of your boasting is evil. And then I love this because he wraps it up in such a beautiful way. He says, if anyone knows the good they ought to do and they do not do it, it is for them sin. If anyone knows the good they ought to do, but they do not do it, it is for them, sin. Uh, listen there's so many people outside the church that want to come in and be like well is this a sin is that a sin is this a sin is that a sin everybody wants to know what a sin is no one's really interested in it but everybody seems to want to know what is and what is not a sin listen sin has to do with the condition of your heart and the desires of your inner being it has to do with the outcries of the deepest parts of your soul sin doesn't have as much to do with your actions it is exposed in your actions but it starts in the depths of your spirit no matter what it is that you want no matter what it is that you desire. James is saying here is, listen, if you know the thing that you're supposed to do and you choose not to do it, it is living in sin. It doesn't have to be an action. It can be inaction. If you know the thing that you're supposed to do, if we know how we're supposed to live, if we know who we're supposed to help, if we know we were supposed to listen in on this conversation, if we know we weren't supposed to cut corners at work, if we know we were supposed to go the extra mile for this person, but we don't do it, it is is sin because sin starts from the depths of our spirit guys i'm so sick and tired of us as a church just dealing with sin management behavior modification following jesus is not about behavior modification it's not about the laws of man it's not about the rules that we've created those things are a tomb they're a sarcophagus they're death they're desperation we don't need those things anymore that's the law we've been freed from it by the grace of god but the the grace of God through Jesus Christ speaks to the inner workings of our hearts and he says if you know the good that you should do and you do not do it you are separating yourself from the Father you are wounding the Savior you are nailing Jesus to the cross if you know the good you ought to do and you do not do it it speaks more about the condition of your heart than how you can look in church or the behavior that you can modify You cannot drink or smoke or go with girls that do, but if you refuse to do the good that is placed inside your heart, don't count yourself sinless or perfect. You can look shiny and beautiful on the outside, but James is saying God looks to the interior, to the deeper voice where the Holy Spirit whispers. Guys, it's more beautiful. It's more organic. Church and faith are not just about following rules and making sure that you check boxes and do everything on the to-do list. It's big. Bigger than that. It's more beautiful than that. It's deeper than that. It's not that shallow. It's so much deeper. It's so much richer. And you can drink of it forever because if you're parched and you're thirsty, let me just tell you stop drinking from the fountain of religion. Stop drinking from the fountain of the law. It leaves you starved. It leaves you parched. It's salt water for the soul. Drink from the grace of Jesus Christ and allow Him to renew your Spirit, if you know the things that you ought to do, but you do not do them, it is sin for you. So what are the things that you know you have to do? What are the things that you know you have to do? It doesn't matter if they make you comfortable. Listen, as long as good chooses comfortable, we will continue to see evil prevail. I'm just telling you right now, the longer good chooses to be comfortable over doing good, we will see evil prevail. Evil will continue to triumph in our world as long as good shies away from hard. As long as we keep shying away from hard, as long as we keep making excuses, as long as we stop, as long as we continue to complain, evil will continue to prevail. That's just how it's going to work that you will continue to see the world degrade until those who know Jesus Christ and know the truth of the grace of Christ begin to stand up and make sacrifices. The Christian faith has nothing to do with comfortability. It has nothing to do with being comfortable. It has nothing to do with your couch. It has everything to do with the sacrifice of following Jesus. And I'll just be perfectly honest with you. The world will point a finger at it and they'll say that's dangerous and the world will point a finger and they'll even say that's spiritual abuse because the world wants a faith that brings people to comfort and to consumption. They don't want a faith that leads people to sacrifice, transformation, and revival. The world wants a faith that's preached to bring us to comfort and consumption, not sacrifice and revival. The Christian faith is that of sacrifice, to love when it's hard, To do the right thing when no one's looking. To stand up for what's right, to step in. I'll be honest with you. I wrote about a third of this message, and the rest of it just came out. Dragon Heaven, good to see you. Welcome to church. We love you, and we are so glad that you're here with us. My name is Mark. I'm the pastor here. If I'm being honest, I don't like this message, I like comfort and control. It's hard to practice for me. Love, I know, it's hard for me too. I call her love because that's my wife. I'm just going to close with our next step. This week, when I see the right thing to do, I'll do it. Sammy J. This is Sammy J. Good to see you, Sammy. Thanks for joining us. Warrior of Light, thanks for being here. This week, when I see the right thing to do, I'll do it. There will be opportunities in the week ahead to do the wrong thing. There will be opportunities for someone in your life who who needs someone to listen to them who'll be inconvenient to listen to. There will be somebody in your life There'll be something that requires you to put in the extra effort that you won't want to put in the extra effort. There'll be a corner that you can cut that if you cut it will save you a little bit of time. There will be an addiction that you can go to that'll make you feel better temporarily. There will be lots of things in this world over this next week that you can do that will be the wrong things. I'm asking you to consider making a different choice. No longer bow a knee to the, the, the system of, of religion. No longer bow a knee to the system of rules, but do give yourself wholeheartedly to Jesus Christ. Listen, I want to serve alongside a church that brings a spark with it that can start the fires of revival. I'm going to talk about that next week. If you thought I'm fired up now, just wait till next week. I want to be part of a church that carries a spark with it, that can start the fire of revivals. And it doesn't start through sin management. It starts through an honest conversation and an honest faith with Jesus Christ that allows us to come into a deep, abiding relationship with him that transforms us from the inside out. There's strength in your faith. There's strength in knowing Jesus. Do the right thing this week. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for being here. I thank you for so many of our first-time guests are here. Thank you for Warrior who's here for the first time. I, I, thank you for Sammy J who's here here for the first time. For Dragon who's here for the first time. Thank you so much for bringing them into us, bringing them to our community. I pray God that you'd be with us tonight. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, as we go into this week. Father, this isn't the end. Come on. Come on. This isn't the end, Father. This is the start. Lord, this is the beginning. We come to church to be equipped so that we can be sent out, not so that we can be filled up and just pack on spiritual calories. Father Jesus Christ, we don't, Jesus, Jesus, we don't want to be spiritual gluttons. We want spiritual fitness, Father. We want to run the race, Jesus. We want to run the race, Lord. Help us to put to work what we learned today in the week ahead. Help us not just to be sayers of the word, but doers. Allow the words from the book of James to echo into our hearts and transform our lives. We love you, Father. your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Lux Digital Church. If Lux has been having an impact on your life, I want to encourage you to visit us at luxdigitalchurch.com and get connected to our community there. We're so thankful for you and we appreciate you. Have a blessed day and a blessed week.